Welcome to the Jerry Rig Podcast. Today we're going to tackle some business analysis, marketing, and technology, and we're going to help you and your organization. Uh, today we're going to talk about a quick case study, and it's kind of an ongoing series where we look at problems and what the final solution was. So stick around for today's episode. It's called Blueprints for Success. We'll be right back. This is the Jerry Rigged Podcast, your no-nonsense knowledge base for business technology, marketing, and analytics. And now your host, Jerry Sirstead. Hey, thanks for uh, checking in and uh, at the Jerry Rig Podcast. Uh, today we got some, uh, some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, there was this home builder based in the Northwest, and at one point they had a ton of business. But they hit a wall in their construction schedule, leaving a lot of very upset customers and lenders. So let's find out how they solved the problem. So underneath it all, um, this home builders was doing a lot of marketing and advertising, right? Uh, they were selling around 10 to 20 homes a month at one point. And at one point they had around 60 custom homes in construction. So needless to say, they were super, super busy. Uh, but you know, each home comes with a lot of things that has to be done, you know, besides the actual construction. Um, customers have to do product selections. They got to approve blueprints, the designs by the client, by the architect for the client. There's applying for building permits, site development, excavation. Uh, they got to dig and drill wells for water, install septic systems. So a lot of moving parts. And if any one of those parts consistently has uh, delays or issues with labor, it can cause a very, very serious problem. So <clears throat> there are certain trades um, in home building that tend to have problems and tend to be hard to get a hold of. One of those is foundation contractors, and another one is framing contractors. Framing contractors supply all the tools and labor to actually frame up the, the, the internal structure of the home, but they don't supply lumber. Now, lumber, generally speaking, is pretty alive and well, and you can order lumber, have it delivered, and there tends to not be too many problems in that department. But that labor piece, framing contractors, have always been in short supply. So if you don't have your framing contractors lined up, ready to go on the schedule, you can't really deliver lumber. You can build the foundation, and then the foundation just kind of sits until you can uh, deliver lumber. But you can't do that until you have framing contractors lined up because you don't want your lumber sitting around in the rain, especially in the Northwest. Um, so at this point, uh, the company we're talking about is called Stanbrook Custom Homes. They are a Northwest-based custom home builder, more of a production custom home builder. And at one point, they had about 20 projects with foundations poured but they had no framing contractors. So they couldn't deliver lumber. 
So homeowners uh, can get a little bit nervous, right? When their home is uh, sitting still for more than probably a couple of days, they're asking questions. And besides that, custom home builders live and die by how much work is completed on any given month. So during the any given month, for every dollar of work that's produced on a given project, that's what they get paid for at the end of the month, the amount of money they can pull from the loan. So historically, um, custom home builders complete work by around the 25th of each month, which is kind of a cutoff. And then they can bill for that amount. And so then the, the loan, uh, the lender sends out an inspector to inspect the work. So if a builder at the end of the month uh, submits a draw request for $50,000 for lumber, and then the bank goes out to their inspect with their inspector, they take pictures, and if they see the lumber, then, then they can pull money for that category. So, but if there's no lumber, then they don't get paid for it. So the bank is, you know, is the lumber delivered? Okay, we'll release funds for lumber. Is the siding installed? Okay, we'll release funds for siding. And um, this is all part of the homeowner's cost breakdown, which the bank uses to uh, arrive at a cost to build a given home. Then around the 7th or 8th of the following month, uh, the home builder is then mailing out payments to all their suppliers and all of their subcontractors. So uh, that's kind of how the system works. So every day that goes by and no work is completed, uh, you can't build a homeowner's construction loan. So you're, uh, you're losing money. And the builder has overhead, which does not stop. You know, the rent, uh, wages for all his employees or his or her employees. And so there's kind of a general understanding, no work, no revenue. So we had these 20 foundations in the ground, right? And we could not deliver lumber because we didn't have any framing contractors. As a matter of fact, uh, other builders in town were also having the same issue uh, with a lack of framing contractors. So one week goes by, then two weeks, then three. So when you got uh, foundations sitting still, um, customers are starting to freak out, right? Because everyone wants their home built yesterday. They're calling the lenders. They're complaining. They're calling us. Uh, they're getting very irritated, especially, you know, if their home has been sitting with no work and no activity for three weeks. So at a certain point, everyone in our company was stressed out. Owners were stressed out. The lenders were getting irritated. They're asking questions. Um, our, our customers are going bonkers. And the construction lenders and the banks were pretty, putting even more pressure on us. So we have a construction manager at the time. And his job was to get homes built, stay on budget, keep the project within the schedule window. Well, we're, the schedule has been thrown out the window. And our construction manager was on the verge of a nervous breakdown. So at that time, I was VP of marketing, and I also managed all of the CRM technology, Salesforce administration, that sort of thing. And, you know, at the time, I was also kind of playing the role of a business analyst. And so I'm kind of a solution guy, right? And when we got a problem, that's when I hunker down and I try to come up with solutions. So 
I started thinking about, uh, so I'm calling some of the builders in town, like, hey, what's going on with framing contractors? And yeah, we can't get any. Uh, there's no new uh, framing contractors coming through. Kids are graduating from high school. They're either going to college or they just, they're doing other things, but they're not coming into the trades. There's no electricians coming in. There's no uh, HVAC uh, heating and ventilation um, labor that's coming into the market. And there's definitely no framing contractors because, or framing labor. Framing is one of the hardest pieces of building a home. It's extremely hard work. You're out there at five o'clock in the morning framing a house. It's pouring down rain and it's just a very, very hard trade. So I started thinking about this problem. We got foundations in the ground. We can't deliver lumber. We don't have any framing contractors. What are we going to do? Uh, so the pressure's on. And so I started thinking about marketing and business analytics and this problem. And I thought, what, what if we were to market and advertise to local framing contractors just like we advertise and, and, and market to local homeowners to try to sell homes, what if we sold our company on why we're the coolest guys in town to frame homes for? So what I did was um, I put together kind of an offer, kind of the top 10 things, 10 reasons why our home building company was the company to do framing for. Um, I talked about things like, hey, we're the number one custom builder in the Northwest. That was debatable at the time. Uh, we're the premier general contractor. Everybody wants to be uh, working with us. Everyone wants to frame homes for us. Um, another thing that we do, our superintendents go out to the job sites and they bring pizza to the framing contractors on Fridays. Uh, we pay on time. And there was kind of a little kicker because at the time, Framing contractors paid for all the nails when it came to building a home. So um, builders were not used to paying for nails. And honestly, framing contractors were always complaining that they had have to pay for nails. They're like, you know, the builder pays for the lumber. How come they don't pay for the nails? But nails can run anywhere from $600, $700 to well over $1,000 just for the nails to frame a home together. So I thought, what if we paid for nails? We would be the only guys, the only builders in town that offered to framing contractors uh, to pay for nails. We'd have to build it in our cost, of course, but we'll pay for nails. It's kind of a reverse thinking. So what we did um, is I started talking to our CFO who was uh, not real hip to that idea. We're not paying for nails. No builders pay for nails. That's around $700 to $1,000 per home. And then I start asking the questions, well, okay, so what's the alternative? Let's have 20 foundations sitting in the ground with a bunch of upset customers, a bunch of upset lenders, because that's a better idea. Zero cash flow right now. None of our homes are moving forward. Everyone's upset, but we don't want to pay for nails. So I knew we had to do something and I knew we had to do it fast. So what I did was I created this eight and a half by 11 flyer and I went to our construction department and I said, hey, give me a list of every lumber yard from Seattle down to Portland, Oregon. 
and I want you to call them and talk to their lumber sales people and ask them for three to five referrals of framing contractors that they work with. You know, good contractors that show up on time, fix their mistakes, that sort of thing. And lumber yards are always willing to help out a builder because they're always thinking that they might get our business, our lumber business. So they're always willing to help out and jump in and, and roll their sleeves up. So now we got a list after about a week or so, we had a list of about 65 framing contractors from Seattle down to Portland. So I created this eight and a half by eight and a half by 11 flyer. And at the time we were still using fax machines. And so I had our team send out this flyer, which talked about why we were cool, why we were the number one builder, how we bring pizza out. And oh, by the way, we pay for nails. And so we sent that flyer, we faxed it out to all these contractors. And you know, the cool thing about fax machines actually is there was really no such thing as spam. So, you know, you can fax to anyone and nobody cared. So we had this message, not just offering work, but an experience, not just offering framing uh, contractors, framing contractors, the ability to build our homes, but more of an experience to be part of something. We, we offered competitive compensation, a sense of community and appreciation. So that was kind of our selling advantage. And I always felt like it's not always about money. So we wanted to stand out. So that's what we did. We sent out this flyer. And, and I have to say, um, after a while, we created a crazy buzz. Like people were talking about us. And they, they didn't know why but they were talking about us. The lumber yards were talking about us, framing contractors. And within days, framing contractors started reaching out. We had guys just walking into our front door. Hey, uh, do you guys have some blueprints that we can give you a price on? Uh, we have an opening in two weeks. We can take on two houses, that, that sort of thing. And so we had phone calls and emails coming in. And I have to say, the results were nothing short of uh, remarkable. Within about three weeks, the sound of hammers and saws filled the air. Our projects were getting back on schedule. And projects that's, that were once in limbo were now bustling hubs of activity. So we didn't just solve our problem. We created a new way of thinking about trade partnerships and resource management in the industry and it was a lesson in kind of creativity, adaptability, and the power of a well-crafted message and good marketing. So this story is uh, kind of a tale of overcoming a labor shortage. It's a narrative about the power of strategic thinking, analyzing problems, thinking outside the box, doing what your competitors either can't or won't do, and the importance of valuing every cog in the construction machine and the endless possibilities that we dare to think differently. Companies that have been around 10, 20, 30 years, uh, those are the ones that are like, we're never paying for nails, meanwhile their jobs sit idle. So it's easy to get stuck in a rut and to kind of get this narrow way of thinking. So from now on, if you have a construction department, and you're having a labor shortage, lean on a business analyst or a marketing director because they really could maybe add something to your equation 
And it could be much more about just driving demand on the sales on the front end because if uh, you're selling lots of homes but you can't build them, you're kind of stuck, right? Okay. That's it. That's all I got for today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, great story about how to overcome problems with uh, Stanbrook Custom Homes. Um, in today's episode, as a reminder that the world of construction, or any industry for that matter, can have its challenges and can, can be transformed into opportunities for growth and innovation. So keep building, keep innovating, and most importantly, keep reimagining the blueprint of success until our next episode, keep laying the foundations of your dreams. That's it. Have a good one. The Jerry Rigged Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or Google. Business technology for CEOs, managers, and business owners. We're here to deliver insights and strategies without the fluff. This is the Jerry Rigged Podcast.